0: Theitspot.com. Oh, before we get any further, John, I need to apologize to the word cure. On two fifty-seven, the catheter reunion. Yeah, we had a conversation about uh, how TTN is global, and about how the podcasting community is very, very strong. And as an example, I used the TT. I'm sorry, the word tours. <laughs> <laughs> the word whore. Current predicament with her medical expenses and yeah. she's got that raffle going on. Yeah. Uh where she's raffling off a an original word cure picture, an oil or, or acrylic on I don't even know what it is. And I said she has sold ninety uh two percent of her um raffle tickets. Yeah. I was sadly mistaken, John. I didn't see it's the decimal point. 9.2 or 0.92? Oh, my God. It's not 92%. It's 0.92%. That's good. So Nobody else is going to buy. Oh, well, it's almost done. I might as well. <laughs> good one. Good yeah. one. So that, that's been hanging out in the interweb sphere for three weeks now because we hadn't had a chance to. Uh, record a show, but my sincerest, deepest apologies to the word (laughs) whore about my mistake, my math. You know, we're no good at math. I don't know why people ask us to do math. What the hell are we supposed to do, you moron? (laughs) Oh, my God. So I hope she'll forgive us. Uh, Maybe we'll play her promo later. How dare you? For the raffle. It's for a very good cause. Yeah. She's a very talented artist. paintings are phenomenal. Aren't they? Unbelievable. And then she had a story uh, she posted on Facebook about her upstairs tenants uh, pour bleach all over their deck. Yeah. It it leaks onto her paintings that are out on the deck trying to dry off, and it ruins the paintings, and they giggle upstairs. Oh, that would—I would—if she wants us to take care of that, just let us know. We'll take care of that. You know what I'm saying? Because I know two guys will do anything for a six-pack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking like goodfellas, uh, type stuff. You know what right. I'm saying there? Right. Yeah. We're gonna have to get rid of this for as evidence in the future.
1: Disco what kind of drug do you take me for? I was in- Losers.
2: You're listening to Air My Shorts with pressing buttons and the word whore. I have no show notes or anything.
1: I actually do, but very few of them because I have really, really fucking great news.
2: I didn't say that I'm pressing buttons, and you didn't say that you're the word whore.
1: Okay, well sometimes we say shit before that happens.
2: That's true. I guess this is one of those times.
1: <laughs> one of those times. I picked up a pen to try to write a few things down that I wanted to cover on tonight's show. And this outrageously evil, fiery pain shot through my finger so much that I dropped the pen and I threw up. Oh, nice. This is the best news ever. That means that you have feeling. It means it's not dead. I've had four physio sessions with a new doctor and... I can feel it beyond feel it. It hurts to the point that it made me throw up. I could not be happier. That's a very particular kind of pain too, if it
2: makes you throw was,
1: up. It's it was that really painless. gross pain. It was, yeah. I mean, uh, unfortunately I was in public when it happened, but I don't even care. <laughs> I am I am so fucking happy right now. It's ridiculous. You, you weren't shaking someone's hand, were you? This happened 40 minutes ago. No, I went downstairs and we had this like communal area in this building. I just needed to get some fresh air before we started this because my head was killing me. But I think that might be related because I've had a headache for hours. And uh, a couple of days ago, I thought it was itchy. But every once in a while, I think sometimes I have like... What my dad calls phantom pains. I guess everybody calls them that. My dad has a missing toe and he thinks he can feel it sometimes. Uh, and um, Phantom limb. Yeah. So sometimes uh, like. I think I'm imagining it, but um, this was real. This was really, really real. So like if you touch it now, does it hurt? It has been on fire hurting for almost an hour. Hmm right now I've got it on ice, but, and I probably shouldn't, I think I should be using heat. I don't know. I should find out. But uh, yeah, um, a friend set me up with this new doctor and he just, he took one look at it. He took some x-rays. They did a couple of um, nerve tests and he said, you've, got a malpractice suit on your hands and I'm like what are you talking about I said I'm just here for like one last ditch consultation because I want it taken off it's in the way I keep hurting myself with it I'm covered in scars seriously I wake up in the morning and I've got these gashes where I've scratched myself with it I poke myself in the eye with it all the time
2: are you sure it's not uh, an, an incubus visiting you at night
1: Seriously, I'm not kidding. I've got these like little half inch long gashes that are turning into scars that I know is me in the middle of the night accidentally slashing myself with the jabby spiky thing. Anyway, where the hell was I? I've had four sessions with these people and they have equipment I've never seen before. And every time they show me new equipment, they're like, what do you mean you've never done this? And they're freaking out. And they're saying everything I did physio wise last year was like from the 1800s. They're disgusted. They, they said there should have been a skin graft because it had no hope of ever healing straight because there wasn't enough skin, right? I lost all the skin. So when it healed, it curled up.
2: I thought that had to do with, like, a shortened tendon or something like that. Who the
1: fuck knows? Yeah. All I know is, okay, so they're, they're, w- anyway. they're waking up the nerves with electricity. They put these, you know, those sticky things all over me, mm-hmm. and... They turn it up and turn it up and turn it up. And then they say, you know, they wait until I scream and they adjust it a little bit. And I sit there and while I'm sitting there, I can watch the pinky move by itself. And they said, if we can make it move like that, there's hope I can maybe eventually move it with my head,
2: huh.
1: my brain, Not my head, <laughs> I could move it with my head manually. Anyway, I'm pretty fucking psyched.
2: That's crazy.
1: It's crazy. I was seconds away from having it lopped off. I was so frustrated. So, yeah. So I have a new doctor, a new physio team, and a new lawyer. Hmm. And that's my big news. Well,
2: you've got other big news, too. It's been do. a. It's been a pretty good uh,
1: week oh. for you, I guess. Oh, I don't want to talk about the other news. I fucked up. I was wrong. It was the people beside them that moved out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They just moved out because the people beside them were renovating and the noise made her have a hissy fit. So they left for a few days and I got all excited because the car wasn't there. And I was wrong. I saw her yesterday. Hmm. I know. I guess only one good thing can happen to me. Anyway, how was your camping trip? Uh, has it been that long? Yes. Uh, the last time we recorded, we were talking about the fact that you were going camping.
2: Uh, it was good. It was fun. A few days, uh, not doing anything in the outdoors instead of
1: not doing anything indoors. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. No crazy stories. Nothing weird happens. Um, nothing, uh,. F- no, nothing really
2: crazy. It was fairly uneventful, although it was fun. Uh, the I played in a band a long long time ago, and this camping group is sort of uh, has members of that band. Uh, that's the Which group. Band? This was private sector.
1: Oh, oh, was Chris strange there?
2: He was indeed. and he brought out something that i completely forgotten about, and that was the private sector board game.
1: Oh, shut
2: up. That that him and a couple of the other members made. uh, That's cool. For these friends of ours in the States. And so we actually played it, and it was was a lot of fun. It's an unwinnable game. That's uh, awesome. But it involves a, a lot of drinking and stuff like that. But it's a board game, an actual board game.
1: I love homemade board games. I made one once. It was, well... I oh, know you're gonna laugh at me. It was a Zeppelin trivia game <laughs> called the Lemon Game.
2: <laughs> called the what?
1: The Lemon Game. Oh, the
2: Lemon. I thought you said Lennon.
1: No, the Lemon Game. It had a big lemon in the middle, and all the all the squares that you went around were around the lemon, and it was really hard. The questions were really hard, because I think I wrote them all while I was reading the book. Hammer of the Gods. And uh, hey, that's topical because uh, I think Robert Plant's birthday was yesterday. <laughs> I think he's like 65 or something. Oh, he would be, yeah. 64, or 65, yeah. Wow. All,
2: all that generation of bands, they're all that
1: age. Yeah, it's scary. But still a golden god.
2: <laughs>
1: mm hmm. Anyway, yeah. I wish I knew where that game was. I would love to play it again. I probably have forgotten the answers to all the questions. But my roommates in uh, first year university used to play it, and they w- they'd they would kick me out of the game because I wrote all the questions, so I knew all the answers. You should have had them make
2: up uh, some questions.
1: I know. Maybe we should do an air Up My Shorts board
2: game. That's crazy talk. I like it. How would it be uh, different from the drinking game? Um, it, would, it would just be because
1: we it, can't we can't find the fucking drinking game.
2: What do you mean? Isn't it on the website?
1: Not that I know of.
2: Yeah, it tells you how often I go look at the website.
1: <laughs> mhm. No, I like it. We could because then we could say buy the home game, play at home.
2: There'd be like four squares. One's story. One's a uh, uh, drink.
1: I think tr- Air Out My Shorts One, trivia would be quite compelling. We could have really hard questions.
2: Oh, well, that's true. You could.
1: I like it. Okay, maybe I'll get on that. If our listeners will agree to pay like 10 cents a game, I will make Air Out My Shorts trivia <laughs> online, multiple choice. I have the power.
2: That's true. You have a. Uh, there's there's a huge uh, resource of useless information to pull from,
1: and I know you won't help me write any questions, so I know I'm. This is volunteering for a giant fucking task, <laughs> which of course I can't do until after Art Basel, which is fourteen weeks away.
2: And do you have stuff in that?
1: I will have several pieces, depending on how the next fourteen weeks goes. I've given myself very aggressive deadlines. I will be doing nothing but painting except for breaks for physio and uh, and recording this shit. <laughs> oh, and the pseudopod Halloween story. I'll have every second of the next 14 weeks blocked out. Well, mm-hmm. good for you. Yes. Oh, we're on storm watch right now. Tropical storm watch. Isaac is headed my way.
2: Well, maybe we should uh, read a story then before the storm rolls in.
1: Okay. It hasn't reached hurricane status yet, but it'd be cool if a hurricane hit me while we're recording. <laughs> yes, it would. It would. That would be live on air action and shit. It'd
2: be like a news report.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm the word whore.
2: And I'm pressing buttons.
1: And you're listening to Out My Shorts. And we're going to read a story now.
2: We have a story here, but I have no idea who it's by.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I have a little intro at the top of mine that says, Esteemed Buttons and Whore, here is another Plot Plunger offering for you. Thank you for fueling my creativity with this most wonderful application on the site, which looks fantastic by the by. Anyway... Enjoy it, you two. Ryan Saunders, a.k.a. Doxim. Oh, my. And the story is called The Norseman and the Disco Buggery.
2: <laughs> Osgood Halfgrim was a Norseman living out the high life
1: in Belgium. He had the distinct appearance that Thor... I think you need to start over, and that was, by the way, the most Canadian out I've heard in a long time. <laughs>
2: Did you just bump your finger?
1: Nope. It's on fire.
2: <laughs> it's
1: on fire. It's re- it really fucking hurts.
2: It hurts so good.
1: It hurts so good. Uh, he had this appearance of... Better than naughty hair pulling and everything.
2: Osgood Halfgrim was a Norseman living out the high life in Belgium. He had the distinct appearance that of Thor himself. Tall, blonde, muscular,
0: chiseled good looks,
2: with a neatly trimmed beard, decorating his chin. He was, in a word, irresistible to members of the fairer sex. I always think that's a...
1: I know, I was just going to say the same thing. I don't like that, the fairer sex.
2: That implies that men can't be fair. I mean, for sure they can be fair-haired.
1: I don't like the use of the word fair that way. And I don't like the term, the fairer sex.
2: I, I think it's grossly uh, misrepresentative.
1: Agreed. I've seen a hell of a lot of cases to the contrary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On both sides of the equation.
2: His appearance belied the fact that he'd been dropped off I can't seem to read this properly.
1: You're not at the top of your game.
2: (laughs) No, I certainly am not. It's this goddamn popper stopper. It's huge.
1: That's what she said.
2: Uh, His appearance belied the fact that he'd been dropped off into Belgium at the ripe age of seven, where he'd lived on the streets for 11 years before becoming one of the most successful male models in Belgian fashion history. Those years spent on the streets... It says
1: industry. What did I say? History. You're just making sure. Yeah,
2: whatever. One of the most successful male models in the Belgian fashion industry. Those years spent on the streets had given him a certain set of skills that he could bring to use whenever the need arose. Namely that of kicking some serious ass when it was called for.
1: There was never a time in the last 20 years when a true fashion warrior had been necessary on the catwalks of the Belgian fashion circles but in the event of an outbreak of inter, inter. of interfashion warfare Osgood could be counted on to lead from the front Lie. to lead <laughs> oh no to lead from the front lines for whichever designer he was signed up uh, to Holy shit, I'm having as many problems as you. I'm actually seeing spots. I think I'm, I might throw up again, which would be air out my shorts history. Um, I, I may have peed myself once or twice on the <laughs> air, but I've never thrown up on the air. Whew, where was I? Oh, Jesus, I'm dizzy. Osgood could be counted on to lead from the front lines for whichever designer he was signed to for that particular year. He didn't really care about keeping long-term contracts with any one particular designer, as life on the streets had taught him that things could go sour in an instant, and lasting friendships, acquaintances, and generally looking at someone with an interest at sparking a conversation never lasted beyond the first few seconds.
2: I'm all lightheaded too, but it's because I'm starving.
1: I'm hungry too.
2: There's no food here. Drinking water to fill myself up and it's not working very well. It's not working very well at all.
1: Water doesn't fill anything.
2: Well, that's what they say. If you're hungry, drink water, it'll take away the hunger.
1: Are you trying to lose weight?
2: Well, yes, but I'm not very successful at doing that. (laughs) Nor am I very successful at drinking a lot of water. But in this instance, I am doing it. I am also sweating profusely in this place where the temperature is rising so he spent his days prepping his body through workouts tanning hair appointments beard trimming appointments and meeting with his current designer chris vanga in all in anticipation for the annual belgian fashion night where all the designers could show off one and one only design for the season to impress the rich pompous assholes Who would inevitably purchase said design, no matter how hideous, on the simple fact that it was the winning entry in this most coveted contest. I said that whole fucking sentence.
1: I'm very impressed. And I have sprockets in my head. (laughs) What was sprockets on?
2: Saturday Night Live.
1: Really? Yeah. Mike Myers. Okay. Got it. Um. Oh, Jesus. I am really seeing spots. Should I take something? Like what? I don't know. I'm a little freaked out. I'm dizzy and I'm seeing spots and I feel like I'm going to throw
2: up. Well, drinking probably isn't helping.
1: I'm not actually drinking.
2: Oh, my. This whole episode's a sham, isn't it?
1: I know. You're drinking water and I'm not actually drinking.
2: You should probably Uh, drink some water.
1: I don't like water. It tastes like blood. I I
2: know you always say that.
1: I hate it. It tastes like blood. No, it doesn't. It does. Maybe it did in the
2: village that you grew up in.
1: It tastes like metal, and blood tastes like metal. Don't ask me how I know that. I just do. So he spent his days prepping his body through workouts, tanning hair appointments, beard trimming appointments. I just heard that. Shit. Sorry. (laughs) Tonight, Osgood would disco. Disco! Come it to was...
2: another disco. <laughs> disco. That's uh, Nina Hagen.
1: It is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that wasn't. That was terrible.
1: When she. But I was, pl- but when I was she... thinking of it. When she played your mother, your sister, your wife. <laughs> Tonight, Osgood would disco. It was a pleasure he'd become accustomed to at age eighteen when he'd wandered into the. Oh fuck. Svenha Discotheke. Keep going for three more words. (laughs) On clos du Pollenasse. In the very heart of Brussels. The semi-erotic rhythm of the music and dancers, the booze flowing from every woman's hand to his. How does that work? Why can't I have a woman whose hand flows booze to me? How does that work?
2: Uh, I, I don't know. From every woman? Does that mean that... This
1: was the reason for life he'd had his first sexual experience with a middle-aged woman from Prague named Frantiska Polavni Stik. Yay! Did I do okay? I think so. It changed his life forever. (laughs) Bum-bum-bum! Frantiska Polavni Stik!
2: (laughs) Now, prior to any night he'd been walking the catwalk, He made it a point to return to the discoteca and have himself a good time prior to walking the next morning. Waking. Prior to waking the next morning and going through his pre-show regimen to make his already stunning good looks even more unbelievable.
1: Oh, I can really relate to this man. (laughs) So it was that he walked into the disco. Oh, how come I just got disco? I wanted to say disco discoteca. So it was that he walked into the disco, primed and ready to drink, dance, and fuck. Though not necessarily in that particular order. I think I hear a sound clip there. He sidled up to the bar, gyrating his hips, all ready to the music blaring overhead. The bartender, Marco... Stano-lo-vich-team, Yes? <laughs> Sounds right. Was a Russian German mutt from France who had found himself stuck in Brussels after losing a gambling bet of 100,000 American dollars to the owner of the disco, Mr. Dwayne Ford. <laughs> no, his name's just completely out <laughs> of place here. Uh huh and had subsequently spent the past two decades working off his debt with accumulated interest. He was fairly sure he'd never make it away from the discotheca, not Brussels, in his lifetime. Um, Geez, I once had those feelings. (laughs) I thought I would never get away from Brussels in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. Did you say this was a plot plunger story? Ryan Saunders said so, but once again, he neglected to put the plunge at the top of his story. Yeah. And I I urge people to do that because I would absolutely love to see what the plot plunger spat out. To... I,
2: I'm just wondering if you put <laughs> Stanislavich think... Stein in the plunger.
1: I could understand that I put the word disco in there somewhere, but I don't think I used the word buggery.
2: Uh, oh, that doesn't... And... So, Nor-
1: Norseman, me at all. Well, Norseman's probably in there, and Disco's probably in there, but I don't know where buggery came from. I, I rarely use that word. It's illegal where it come from.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I could still see you putting it in the plunger.
1: I probably did. I'm just saying I would like to see the plunge that made this story, and I'm very, very proud that this story was spawned by a plot plunge.
2: Osgood ordered his usual, an apple martini, and sidled out onto the dance floor, already jammed to capacity with the finest European women. He eyed a particular beautiful woman across the floor from him, dancing with a bespeckled foreigner who danced like he was be having- Bespeckled? Bespeckled.
1: That's what you said.
2: That's what it is.
1: No, it's bespectacled. He's wearing glasses. Oh. Not covered in spots. <laughs> bespeckled. <laughs> be speckled is covered in spots. Be spectacled is wearing glasses. tetanus <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say, what do you, Scott, from TTN?
2: <laughs> Dancing with the be spectacled for you know what? I be speckled, I've always used the word bespeckled no, for it's someone wearing not, glasses. It's
1: be spectacled, not be speckled.
2: Yes, I understand that.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that I, I have turned Scott from TT ending into a description of fucking up a word. <laughs> I'm sure Scott doesn't appreciate that very much. You just Scott from TT end that. Stop
2: being such a Scott. Um, Be speckled is one of um, the, those words probably like that's just always stuck in my head as being pronounced that way. Just like misshapen.
1: Oh, I was just going to say misshapen. That's what I know when, when I've
2: Ah, happen.
1: Yes. You said mishappen many, many, many hundred episodes ago. And I was in shock that you thought that's how that was pronounced. Yes. I, yeah. y- you must have not even understood what the word meant. No, I did. But mishappen is totally different I, I from know. It's
2: I Yes, I, I know. But no, I always knew what it meant. That's
1: weird, man. I, I, I You know,
2: the thing is, is that it's not even like I knew it was kind of the same word. I think I always thought it was a similar word that meant the same thing.
1: I don't know. There was another word like it, and I can't remember what it is right now.
2: I know. Anyway, this is uninteresting.
1: Yeah, well, it's here at my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I don't even know where I was. Neither do oh. I. It had oh. something to do with speckled. Okay. Dancing with the be speckled. Bee fuck. <laughs> Dancing with a bespectacled foreigner who danced like he was having vertical convulsions. Ew. Osgood smiled, knowing that the foreigner didn't stand a chance against his impressive Norseness.
1: Oh, Norseness. Hmm. Mm, I'm picturing Eric from True Blood, and I'm getting kind of happy. One. Just as he approached the woman, though, the bespectacled man grabbed the woman, spun her around, pulled her dress up, and her panties down, bent her over, and stuck his manhood directly into the rearmost orifice, affectionately known as the brown eye. My brown eye girl. Oh, you just ruined that song for me. (laughs) Oh, good. Osgood could not believe nor comprehend the speed and agility the foreigner had in completing this entire move in under two seconds, and was further stunned into an uncharacteristic silence and bewilderment when he realized that every woman in the bar was being buggered simultaneously by every man in the discotheca. Wow, this is
2: quite a place. Discotech.
1: Is that someone calling in to you? It's someone logging in, but oh. I don't know. I don't think it's related or personal. <laughs> I mean, I, you know what I mean. It's not a form of contact. Somebody came online. Ew. It's always happening. I know. All the kids are doing it.
2: Apparently all the kids are buggering in discotheques, too. But, but maybe maybe that's just in Europe right now. It'll take I'm a couple of years so, to get over here.
1: I'm so sad that I don't know what the plunge was. Doxum, if you remember, please tell us. We can insert it in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was then Oz could notice the skinny man with the pencil-thin mustache approaching him with a deep smile on his just face. I thought you were going to say
1: pencil dick.
2: Uh, That's what I thought it was going to read, but that's not what it did read. With a deviant smile on his face, Osgood knew all too well what the lascivious look meant, and had no desire to be on the receiving end of that particular bit of nastiness. He sent a prayer to the gods of his homeland and screamed out, holding his drink up high, "'Behold, mortals! It is I, Thor!' The entire discotheca stopped in mid-pump. All eyes turned to him. The woman he'd been eyeing initially looked at him and said, You're Thor? I'm so fucking Thor right now, I can hardly stand upright. But I'm bum. With that, the crowd
1: oh, completely. Thor. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't get that. When you're looking at the words, <laughs> it, yeah, it's an audio Yes, it is. It's an audio gag.
2: With that, the crowd dispersed completely, leaving Osgood half-grim, alone, unloved, and looking like a complete asshole.
1: Wow! That was awesome. Yay, Ryan Saunders. Yay. I'm going to pastor him like crazy to find out what the plunge was. I feel very proud that that story spat out of the plot plunger. It paid off. It did. All that, that did hard work. work you put into it.
2: <laughs> wow. Well that was something. Mm-hmm. Speaking of brown eyes, should we make a phone call?
1: I don't know how that's related to brown eyes, but sure. Hello. Hello. You're on
2: the air with pressing buttons in the word whore.
3: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're happy and you know it.
3: I'm in the middle of making dinner.
1: I don't care if you're in the middle of making love. You're going to talk to us for three minutes straight. Okay, go ahead. All right. What's new with you? I heard you got married.
3: Yes, this is true.
1: Congratulations. Thanks. And yeah, you're,
3: like, for real and everything.
1: you're still married?
3: <laughs>
1: yes. <Yeah>. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Oh, thank you. How's it going? You like it? Yeah. Good. What's new? Well, other than getting married, not much. Oh, come on. Something must be new. Well, no. Just that's it.
3: Like, just, uh, just, that's it. Just recovering from that. Had the... You're
1: recovering from that.
3: <laughs> yeah, had the wedding thingy and then had a little party and pork credit popped off. The evening at Rock and Docks. I don't know if you heard that.
1: Well, I, it doesn't it was, surprise
3: me. It was quite interesting, and then jetted off to uh, Vegas for a few days.
1: Nice. Yeah. And, and how is the lovely Mrs. Banachek? <laughs> Very good. And she's still speaking to you and everything. Yeah.
2: She's wondering who you're speaking to right now, probably, and uh, thinking that you're crazy.
1: Thanks. So. What are you yeah. making for dinner?
3: Oh, well, right now I've just uh I just cooked some uh, some some beautiful uh, fresh uh bacon mm. and uh you know like that, that grease that uh, that liquid gold doesn't go down the drain. Now I'm cooking chicken in it. Mm. And it's all going to get uh thrown together with some uh, mushrooms and some other stuff and could then top off a, uh a nice uh, spinach salad.
1: Nice. That sounds yeah. yummy.
3: Yeah, it's going to be very good I've I'm been... starving
1: I know, I'm and so hungry That has hungry. just made
2: it so much worse <laughs> for me right now
1: I've been craving your spicy peanuts Do you still make those? Oh, yeah,
3: I've got, I just made some like two days
1: ago <gasps> That's weird I dreamt about them two days ago Really? Mm-hmm, we must be psych- mm. psychically peanut linked Did you have so, to, Did you have to put a t-shirt over your face this time?
3: I've actually back, backed off the, the hot hotness on them a little bit Uh for, for risk of getting thrown out of my building. Uh, you know, 'cause it was like it was like napalm. It was ridiculous. So, uh,
1: but they were so delicious.
3: Oh God, yes. Oh. oh. Yeah. Uh oh, still love still love the hot. I'm waiting, uh there's a new uh, there's a new wing joint in town and they've got uh something that you know the old's gonna sign a waiver for so I'm gonna assemble a posse and go up and do that challenge.
2: Nice. Sign a waiver.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way everything's just for show, but still, like, they are seriously hot. Like, I had uh, down uh, down by me here in Port of Credit, there's a, there's a place uh, uh, that does one called The Widowmaker. Hmm. They are hot. Hot. They're hot. They're hot. I went in there one Sunday night. And um, if you if you finish your wings, you get a T-shirt, okay? Like, they're hot. A and- whole T-shirt? whole t shirt yeah a whole t- shirt so you'' to wash my car, <laughs> and um the guys the guys were coming out of the kitchen to like see you know see who was eating the the widow makers
1: nice. and
3: uh 'cause the, the and the waitress was telling me like you know well, that's you know we're it's just like we're not gonna do this for long because people like people order them, and then they're outside you know throwing up in the gutter, and it's not cool, so we're I said, well oh, bring them that sounds great, bring them on so. <laughs>
2: I tend to I do I don't eat wings that often because I just find them too messy and stuff like that. I do like hot food, although I find that I don't like. I used to eat the hottest stuff that I could possibly get at one point, and now I don't yeah. do that so much. Now it's just eh. I eat as I eat stuff as hot as I think it should be, as opposed to being the challenge of eating yeah, the hottest possible crap. You know. Yeah, I hear. I
1: hear. I've toned it down too. I hear that. I hear
3: that. I mean, at one point, uh, going back, oh, I don't know, about uh, 10 years ago, I uh, I ordered a bunch of stuff uh, from the Tabasco store in Louisiana, like, ordered it it online. The box shows up. The box, like, it's shipped up from Louisiana.
1: I think I remember that. It was more like 20 years ago.
3: It was all, I've done a few shipments, but one of them, like, it was a big box, weighed about 80 pounds. And part of the shipment was a gallon jug of Tabasco, mm. just regular, regular Tabasco, which is the hot one. It's like the second hottest one. All the other fancy ones are like, they're toned down like the green one or whatever, right? Uh, and I, it took me about two years, but I went through that gallon of Tabasco just just cooking regular stuff at home. And man, like, oh, but I'm just like, I, I just don't have the frequency anymore. I like, I like my hot stuff. I like my hot stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting old. I think it's probably not good for us <laughs> to eat the hot yeah. stuff. I don't
3: know. I don't. Mean, I don't think that's the case. I think it's good for. I think it's good for the digestion. Really? Yeah. I mean, this is you know all these all these countries like Thailand or whatever. They all all eat the hot stuff. These guys kind of all live to be 100 years old. Hmm. Like it's not it's not like you know you know contrary to your popular belief it's not like it isn't like. Just eating the lion out of your stomach—it's not doing any damage to your body. Like it's, it's, it's just the, the sensation of heat is just like it's a, you know, just in your in your brain. You know, it's not like it's not like holding a lit cigarette on your tongue. You know, if, if you guys have done that at least once or twice, right?
1: Of course. <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah, All the that's time, that's
1: doing it right now. Yeah.
3: So, no, it's not like that. I know, it's just the sensation of hot. Mm. Yeah, man. I'm I'm
1: so fucking hungry right now. It's ridiculous. This chicken's looking beautiful. Oh, by the way, I've finally perfected that egg curry recipe. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. I've mastered it. (laughs) You know what my secret is? What? Instead of, um, what kind of peas did it used to call for? Oh, I
3: don't know,
1: snow peas or chickpeas? No, I'm using snow peas instead. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. I can't remember. The recipe you mm. sent me had some other kind of peas that I didn't like in it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome with snow peas.
3: Okay, good. So that's what I'm going to do.
1: Delicious.
3: Yeah, Next time I do it, it's, it's, uh, I haven't done that in a while, but man, that's good stuff.
2: No kidding. I am dying for a really hot roti right now.
1: Oh, I would love, I would kill somebody for a roti. right? Yeah, now. I'm going to
2: fucking kill someone pretty soon if I don't get a roti.
1: Yeah, but at least you are in a place where you can go get one. I can't get one here. There's no Caribbean food here. That is so, crazy. Let
3: me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you, let me ask you a question Lord. Uh, sure. mm-hmm. Um, are you still doing this raffle
1: thingy? Yes, 25 that, I, days to go.
3: Okay, well... I don't know if I don't know if the folks know out there, but I actually own um, one of your pieces. Yes, you I do. Very good money for it. It's one of your more popular uh, pieces, and it's uh, dirty. I love it. And I get a lot of compliments on it, and a lot of strange looks as well. Nice. <laughs> um, I also have a couple of yours on loan, as you know. And, yes, restoring uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're on loan. I'm giving them a good temporary home. And, um, yeah, and I don't know. If anybody doesn't buy a ticket, they're nuts.
1: Thank yeah, you. you know,
3: for for an opportunity to own an original piece, like, seriously.
1: Well, thank you for saying so. Yeah. yeah. Only 25 days left in the raffle. People get your tickets. Yeah.
3: I'm sure you'll sell out.
1: Well, there's no limit, so there's no sell out. Uh, uh.
3: I don't know if you can hear me it, sizzling away here. I can. Yes. It's killing <laughs> mm-hmm. me.
1: It's mm-hmm. killing mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That's the good. Bacon and chicken and mushrooms and oh my! Oh, yeah. Ah.
3: Uh, i am all going uh, to get like sliced up nice, top of a top of a Caesar salad, like Oh. I oh, sorry, not a Caesar salad, spinach salad, uh, like freshly cracked, uh cooked uh, mushrooms and uh, cr- crumbled blue cheese and mm-hmm. I've got like a nice sherry vinaigrette, uh, like Spanish sherry vinaigrette you're pressing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. so it was great talking to you.
1: Yeah, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> off, the, off the Burger King. I am actually having dinner with Angry Phone Guy in uh, oh, really? In 20 oh. minutes.
3: Oh, live and in person? Yes. Oh, say hi yeah. to him for me. He's
1: in town till Tuesday and his voice does carry. <laughs> A bad 80s music joke. You know
3: what? I was I was actually gonna uh, gonna do it if you weren't. So glad you. I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, so did not instead of me.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. It's been a while.
3: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so I'm uh, oh, a little while ago. I had a couple of had a couple of get-togethers. Uh, oh, he, he came to our little wedding get-together shindig. He's always good for showing up at my uh, stupid events. And well, uh, I uh,
1: call yeah. your wedding a stupid
2: I, I was event. there for the record, by the way. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no doubt. Buttons and uh, Mrs. Buttons were there.
2: We we didn't yeah. hang out at Rock and Docks for that long, though.
3: No, no. But uh, no, just yeah, we 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 wrapped up. Uh, um, oh, I don't know, it was well well after midnight, but before last call, um, like the shots were being poured, uh, Fast and Furious, and uh, I got the bride home just before the wheels came off, and uh, yeah, it was good. I know.
1: <laughs> and what happened when the wheels came off? <laughs>
3: Let's just leave it at that. And uh, No, but apparently uh, there was a few people still standing, sort of like the regular, you know, the usual still standing suspects. And they wrapped up the night at a different venue in the same area. And uh, there was a bunch of interesting stories and outcomes that uh, became of that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, So I can't mention any names or any particular shenanigans, but maybe some, uh, some good Sunday morning fodder.
2: Well, you'll have to tell us, uh, protect the names, but tell us some stories a little later on.
3: There was some, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> just typical wedding stuff, you know, just random hookups, you know, whatever, right? Nothing yeah. too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Anyways, I got to get my dinner going here.
1: Okay. Well, we're jealous of your chicken. Mm hmm. And we're happy you're still married.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was nice to hear your voice. Awesome. Come back another time, but I'm not cooking. We will.
3: Okay, okay. All Enjoy.
1: Right. Good night. Don't be a stranger. Okay, bye, Banachek. Bye. You still there? Yep. Okay, give me three seconds and we'll wrap this up real quick.
2: Okay, hurry up.
1: Yeah, I will. Hi, I'm back. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I needed to get something cold to sit on my stomach. Somewhere halfway through that phone call, I really thought I was going to throw up. (laughs)
2: Um, So, yes. Uh, people should go to airmyshorts.com They should uh, Not only to buy some raffle tickets for your fantastic painting but also to use the plot plunger to generate a, uh, a plot since I'm assuming that people can't think for themselves the, or, or well, you know some of them can but if they want they can use this as an aid to build a story that they can send into to us that doesn't make any sense and that is perfect
1: Yes and my only request is is from here forward, if they do so, they put the actual plot plunge at the top of the story. Yes. It would make me happy. Also,
2: you can visit our playpen, otherwise known as forums, and uh, chat with us and all the other many people that, are, that occasionally look at it. Uh, there's also, of course, uh, you can find us on Facebook.
1: Yes, you can.
2: Uh, we don't Twitter because we don't give a shit about that.
1: We don't really know how. Uh, yeah. Review us on iTunes.
2: Yes, that would be very nice.
1: That would be nice. It's been many years since anyone reviewed us on iTunes. Remember back in the day when, you know, we used to come up in the top comedy list? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Back in those days.
1: Back in the day.
2: Is Podcast Alley still around? I don't. I don't know. I think I went there and
1: it was all fucked up. It was really fucked up the last time I was there. I It kept telling me to claim the feed and I kept trying to and it wouldn't let me and I couldn't. It was pissing me off, so I just stopped going there that's,
2: altogether. That's weird because I thought I claimed the feed like uh, when we first signed up or something like that.
1: Yeah, but something broke. Anyway, it was all spam the last time I was there, so I just stopped going there. Mm. It's a sad day. Sad. Anyway, uh email your short stories to shorts at the it-spot.com. Uh color audio comment line. 30576 shows. That's three oh five seventy six shows as in shows me your Thor brown eye. Thor? what Thor brown eye. Thor brown <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I missed the joke twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao. You've been listening to Arrow My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the word whore. Arrow your
2: shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Arrow
0: My Shorts. My.
2: I'm so fucking Thor right now, I can hardly
1: stand upright. We're raffling off an original painting by me, the word whore. For only $25, you could own a little something. I had my dirty, dirty hands all over all summer long. Every single penny goes directly towards paying for the fact that I still have both of those hands. and can still almost sort of use the important one to continue to do what I do. Join us on Facebook for sneak peeks of the painting in progress. Visit our forum for a look at some of my past work. Tickets are on sale now at at arrowatmyshorts.com. Thank you and good luck.